Do you know what episode it is? It is episode 183. So welcome, everybody, to episode 183 of the Bench Time podcast with Todd and it's Brett Wiley. It's been a while, man. This is the first episode. It took almost a month, dude. We haven't talked to you guys since last year. Yeah. Yeah. We said, we prom- we're sorry. We promised a Christmas well, one. I know, but the holidays. Well, we busy, man. They got family and shit. Yeah, no one wants to and, listen uh, to us. Go to your yeah. go hang out with your families on the holidays. Right. But right. um, yeah, no, uh, I'm glad to be back. I had a, we had a good holiday week, a couple weeks. Um, yeah, dude, that was but the if first. If you're sitting at home, if you're sitting at home Christmas week and you don't have an all, and we're all you had to listen to, I, f- I feel bad. You need a hobby. <laughs> well, oh. You do have a hobby. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. they could be listening to us while they're working on their hobby. But then there's also 182 other episodes to listen right, to. Right. Hopefully, everybody yeah. wasn't disappointed with the porpoise episode. Because oh, I, think I, I think it was hilarious. That might have been one of our top episodes ever. As far as... Yeah, I don't... As, no, yeah. I mean, not top... Okay, well, like George Salios, you can't top that. You can't top, like, Dave Frary and those guys. But I'm talking about top classic Todd and Brett Wiley. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. episode was all. It was like I don't think I laughed that hard in months. That was pretty funny. That was pretty. Funny. <laughs> that uh, was pretty funny. So, I, but you know, I don't know if so. this week's will live up to the porpoise episode, but we'll try our nah, best. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what we got going on. It's I got not... some stories. My dad's got some stories. I got a story to start off, and it's not. It's yeah, it ahead. is modeling related, kind of. I can squeeze okay. modeling into it. So. I've been work. I don't know how long have I been working full time since I've been. Uh, oh my god! Nineteen or twenty since you were in college. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Um, you were college and you were working full time. Yeah. So. So well. since I've been nineteen, I have never taken off the week between Christmas and New Year's. Ever. Like I just I just don't do it. Like there's stuff going on. I'm busy. I could be making money. Etc. Like whatever. I was young. What? When, yeah. when you're younger, there's no reason to. Like just go to go to right. work. You go to work. Yeah. That's like yeah. when I've realized now how many people. Money's pretty damn important back then. Well, yeah. Pretty well, important now. Yeah. And when you're younger, it's like you're even more so. When you're younger and you're starting a family, you just work. You don't yeah. take off. So, um, this year I was well. First of all, I was told at work to kind of you know, hey, you should probably take a break. So. Um, it's cool that my team recognized that and they're like, Hey man, just, we got it. Take off. Don't worry about it. Okay. So here I am cool. getting ready. I'm like, this is going to be good. This is going to be Were you great. stressing out on them? No, I don't know. I, oh, you know oh, me, oh. I'm not a stress guy. No, I'm not a stress guy. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the most stressed I get is watching my sports. That's it. But, um, <laughs> but anyways, so they just want you to burn out. Right. Yeah. Well, they were like, Hey, well, first of all, I had like. A, a, a stupid amount of vacation time saved right. up. Right. And uh, so I just took it, burn it at the end of the year here. And uh, um, cool. All right. So I'm going into hey, this week. Your story I'm getting into the week here. I'm like, all right. I got a whole week off. I got 10 days off. I can do whatever I want. And uh, the first two days, I'm not going to lie, I was, well, actually, that was Saturday and Sunday was Christmas and Christmas Eve. So that was already chewed up. But, um, yeah. That got through, and I'm like, all right, I got time to work on the workbench, work at my layout, work downstairs, get some running done, get some things ready, you know, just things I want to do. Yeah, I get well, it. But you got to keep in mind, Kristen's a teacher, so she's off all week. 
Uh-huh. And the girls are off all week because they're off school. So um, I'll summarize it with – I'll summarize my week off with with two sentences. I was productive at the workbench because I did work on some scenery down at the, work, at the layout, and I built a small structure. That was fun. I got some tidying up done around the workbench, which is always – you might not feel like you're doing work around your layout or with your models, but when you can just spend like an hour or two just like mosey- moseying around and like, eh, I don't need that. I don't need this. Like when you're done with that, we've talked about this before. Uh, what the hell did you just ahead. do? I just built beer all over my lap. <laughs> no! In my lap. That's a crime. This is the first. This is the first. You go on with your story. All right. I'll paper towel my crotch. Can you hear me still? <laughs> can- I hear you. All right. So while my dad is... Um, Patting his, oh, that's disgusting. My dad is patting his crotch, his beer crotch down. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't believe I did that. So, I, anyways, it was productive in the sense that I, I felt like I got somewhere with some work on the layout, work on my buildings, cleaning up my shop a little bit, um, just some housekeeping stuff. Felt good. But then the other half of what you don't realize when you're off for ten days with your kids in the house in the winter is you're just, you're ready to go back to work. (laughs) Like you're ready. Yeah. Oh yeah. So while I still enjoyed and value the time that I had with my family, where's the dog when I need him? He ain't gonna, you don't want him drinking that beer. Why? Ugh. Okay. Well, I might make his, his I got might make his leg feel better. But anyways, go ahead. Anyways, you yeah. Were, you were so productive. What I was saying was I was productive, but at the same time, at the end of that week, you realize quickly when you're off for ten days in the winter right. with your wife and kids that you're ready to you're go back ready. to work. <laughs> you were having, were you having shiny the shining moments? <laughs> no, because I could just escape to the basement. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna go downstairs and work, <laughs> and then I just put on college. There's a million bowl games on, so I just put a bowl game on and I would work down here for an hour yeah, or two. Right. And then I'd come back up when my when my uh, blood pressure subsided and I and I went I could go back upstairs. But uh, no, 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 it was good. I mean, but right. like I said, at the end of that week, it's different. It's kind of like when you take off and you go on vacation, and then at the end of your vacation week, you're like, "All right, I'm ready to go back to work." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's weird. You don't want to go to work, but at the same time, you want that like routine back. Nah, man, I get that with three day weekends. If I have like a holiday on a Monday, like this Monday, we have a holiday. I right? like my routine. I'll be off for three days, and on Tuesday, man, by two by Monday night, I'm like, I got, I want to go to work. Well, it's you not know? even that but, I want – no, no. It's I would rather spend my time at home with my family yeah, and kids. Yeah. But at the same time, I like my routine where yeah. I got a nice 40-minute ride to work. I can listen to my audio books or blare some music, and then I yeah. can work for you know my day. And no, then I, I can de-stress I on the way home. When I come home, I'm not stressed because I had a 40-minute drive home. Right. And yeah, and it's just different. You know, and the only and, – and I then, want to take a shower. Yeah, you're gonna smell like beer. After this, oh my word! You're gonna smell like a. You're gonna it's smell like a dive sweatpants. You're gonna smell like my sleeve of my shirt on the floor on the on my bar stool here, my padded bar stool. You're gonna smell like a a a, a dive bar. Oh my god! And anyway, it's, it's that holiday cheer beer from from uh, Shiner. Yeah, uh, Shiner beer holiday cheer. You and like that stuff? It's, I do. Well, it's only seasonal. They only have it for so long, so it's uh, only seasonal if you run. I like out. the regular Shiner. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, if I go load up on it, <laughs> it, it may not taste real good in a couple months. <laughs> no. But still. But um, anyhow, so, yeah, anyways, you're telling your funny story. And, no, well, it's not really funny. It's just like, oh, I oh. do have a funny story, but it's not modeling related. It's a, It happened on my trip. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It was a trip on my vacation. Yeah. My holiday vacation. And you know what the trip was. Yeah, yeah. Should I talk about it now and then we get into modeling? Yeah, do it now. Then let's get into modeling. All right, all right, all right. It's my... All right, so I won't even say... I won't... I want to lead into it. So the girls... We wanted to do a day trip while I was while we were off. And, um, you know, what better place to go visit during the... Between Christmas and New Year's than New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Before New Year's Eve. Two days before New Year's Eve at Times Square, we decide, <laughs> let's just go take a day trip to Times Square. Um, <laughs> with two little girls. With an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. <laughs> so here we are. We didn't tell them we were going. They've never been to New York City, which was cool, right? You there? Yeah, I'm here. here. Oh, man, it just cut out real quick. All right. Yeah, so yeah, they running? Is it still running? We're still up and running, but they've never right, been. Right. They've never been to New York City. It was fun. Uh, they right. got we got to see the Rockefeller Center with the Christmas tree, and we got to see all the cool cr- Christmas stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, and but I will tell you, it took from my house about three hours to get to um, New Newark and Jersey City, which are just bright shining examples of America. And uh, <laughs> and you, you don't stop for gas in those cities. Um, the only thing you stop for is traffic. And then the yeah. last mile and a half took an extra hour because oh, yeah. the Lincoln Tunnel and you get on, you get in the city and yada yada. Um, I enjoyed driving in New York City in that traffic. My wife, on the other hand, I think um, she is gonna. I think she's gonna have to go get uh, a pacemaker installed. I think I did permanent heart damage to her <laughs> while I was driving because I well, got. You're it. a little aggressive when you're, but that's and not in a bad way. That's my scene. It, like I like yeah. it. Yeah, you're good in heavy traffic <laughs> in 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 pressure areas like that. That was like my I know thing. because I rode with you this last fall in Dallas downtown Dallas. Yeah, through the Dallas Fort Worth metro. Yeah, we're in eight lanes of traffic and you're like zipping and, and you're like zipping right through right and left and I'm like. Oh dang! You know, if it been anybody else, I know you're good that way. So if it anybody else, I was in the car with, <laughs> I, I'd have been white knuckling that freaking and ripping a, a, a claw marks in the side of well, your door, passenger door. We have no dents. But, we had no we had no dents, and we had no accents on either trip, so we were good. But <laughs> but but I gotta tell my funny story, and this is typical New York. All right, so we are, um, we're we're leaving the American Girl doll store which drained my wallet we'll just say that <laughs> but you know the girls they're only they're only at this age once they're only in the dolls yeah. once yeah. I, we got them the american girl doll stuff whatever right, right. um and it's I, I wasn't gonna yeah. do it i was like let's go in and just look right because they wanted to go to the lego store it was a it was a two hour wait to get in the lego store oh god and then, there's a big chunkier I know. Day in New York City. Just went in line for Legos. But anyways, so Dang. it was 10 minutes again, the American Girl Doll store. So we went in and I was like, hey, we're just going to look. Don't. We should have went in the summer. I know. Well, we probably will because um, the girls want to go see the Statue of Liberty. But anyways, um, 
all right, so we leave the American Girl doll store. We don't need to go in that story. They, the girls drain my wallet, but whatever. Oh, yeah. We're leaving there, and we're walking down Fifth Avenue, and this guy, I, and I don't need to tell you the type of guy. I'm just going to say he was a short, dumpy guy with a fun hat. And okay. uh, what's that? I, yeah, I remember the story. Yeah, go ahead. so he walks. We're in a section of the city now. This block that we were on, there was no one on, miraculously, on Fifth mm-hmm. Avenue. And uh, we were walking, like, down, like, the jewelry section, like, the, the, the high-end district. The, what do they call it? Yeah. Di- whatever. They call it, like, something. Diamond District. Diamond District. Yeah. We're walking down through there. And uh, this girl plow this guy plows my older daughter over, like, knocks her over. And it just keeps wow. walking. And... I might not have done this in Philly, but I I, I, <laughs> I yelled out to the guy and I said... Other sections in New York where you probably wouldn't have done that either. No, but Manhattan, but okay. we were four blocks from Times Square. I felt safer. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and this guy did not look threatening. He looked like he was on his way to Cinnabon. But uh, okay. <laughs> I, said, uh, I said, hey, asshole. And I don't usually do that in front of my kids. I right, said, hey, right. asshole, you just knocked my daughter over. And he turns around in his thick accent, and he's like, I'm not even going to try to imitate it. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't see her there. I'm like, how could you not see her? We're the only people on the sidewalk here. Yeah. And then uh, and then I said, you know, I, I wouldn't have cared if you bumped into me, but you knocked a, you knocked a little eight-year-old over. Yeah. And in typical New York fashion, in the but in the nicest way he could have said it, yeah, he goes, yeah. he goes, well, I'll go back in the door and come back out and knock you over, and we'll re- we'll restart from the beginning. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad I went along. <laughs> and I said, but it, but he laughed about it then. Like I yeah, couldn't yeah. I couldn't be mad at the guy because it was funny. Yeah, it's something I would have said. Right, right. And yeah, uh, I, get it. I mean, I would knock an eight I would knock an eight year old girl over, but whatever. Right, right. And right. Uh, and then he's like, and then he laughs about it, and he gets down on his knee, and he. He said sorry to all. He said sorry to my daughter, and then he we, we were on our merry way, and when everything was good. But I was like, I, Kristen's in the background, like, why would you? Why'd you just yell at that guy? You don't know what he was. I was like, look at that guy. He's not. He's walking down to get some kind of. He's getting a hot dog on the on the street corner here. He's not. In, he's not intimidating. But uh, either way, New York was a zoo, and uh, it was fun though. So that's the end of my non modeling talk. Well, I will. Guess, well, I will. Guess what the dog's doing right I, now. I will say one thing about. <laughs> well, I will say one thing about our New York trip. Yeah. We walked. We walked eight miles that day. Uh-huh. And neither girl complained. Wow, that's amazing. No meltdowns. No meltdowns, and probably because I got wow. them American Girl doll stuff. But also uh, yeah. because, but but it was, you know, as a parent, when you, when your kids are at the edge of no longer having fun. Yeah. When when we I when I called it and yeah like, I had one remember you're he's talking right now yeah I know I get it but what I'm saying is <laughs> no 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 when when okay. your kids yeah, are yeah. having fun but they're like you you can call the end of the day right before oh, yeah. that cliff yep so the girls are having a blast and I was like all right we're heading back to the car and my older daughter's like well I don't want to leave yet like we got time and we you know we had still had time up there and I was like. I leaned over and I was like, listen, your little sister is having a ton of fun right now, but we can tell that she's on the edge of that plateau of no longer 
it's no longer fun for anybody when she gets over that edge. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> I was like, we need to leave now while we're on a good note. And then everyone was like, all right, we're good. We're going to leave now. <laughs> and so, anyways, that's it. I took up too much time with that talk. Let's get into some yeah. other stuff. Yeah. So we've been modeling. Got some, uh, I've been doing, a, uh, you've been doing a shit ton of modeling. I well, I've been doing modeling and some scenery work. Yeah, well, most of mine's scenery work as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's half your thing. Wait, it's ta- I got to get it out of here and, and to your house. Yeah, it's taking uh, up like three quarters of your room. Yeah, I know. It's blocking well, your TV. Well, it's, only, it's 29. It is blocking my TV. It sucked during bowl season, <laughs> okay? Because I could have been in here watching the bowl games doing something else. But this thing's blocking my flat screen TV that sits on the opposite table. So... Anyhow, I could have just moved the TV to another spot, but then, uh, yeah, I can't get one nah, more Nah, that's too much, yeah. Anyways, I'm to the point now with this diorama. It's a drop-in diorama that's going to fit right into this, to the layout. We what measured down there was, you, you and I spent some time down there last week um, at the at, on the layout at your place, yeah. and I took some measurements and went into a panic mode <laughs> thinking that the river isn't going to match up because we measured. Well, and then we you got, had, you had me thinking really measure you had, cause there was yeah. a, there, when you were doing that, you had called me yeah. a bunch and said, Hey, I need you to give me measurements. And then, and you, yeah. you, we did this a few times, a few nights where you yeah. were like, Hey, I need you to shoot me these measurements. And I go downstairs and we, I do the measurements and I, I actually yeah. did a FaceTime with you a couple times to get them right. Right. And then you had me thinking, Oh shit, did I, <laughs> did I screw it up and give you all the wrong measurements? Well, like, that's what I'm thinking, too. But in a way, I, I when I was down there taking the measurements, I'm looking, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, man, this ain't right. This ain't right. And I, something, something's majorly messed up here. It's me. It, it was actually me. It, it, but it's a simple thing. It's not really a, a big issue. Um, I'm an inch short from where it has to that's fit That's the story in. of our lives. In, I had to put it in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I had, <laughs> so I had to put, uh, um, oh, I had to put one more one inch layer of foam underneath this thing, which is fine. You're not even going to see it. Okay. It's just going to rise the thing up to where it matches with the actual layout and the rivers join. But I'm measuring it just to double check. Because I was looking, I was like, something's not right here. And I started measuring, like, all these measurements down. And I remember I took a, I took a piece of cardboard and, and actually jotted down little notes yep. and stuff with lines and stuff, marking everything on the exact corner so I could take that piece of cardboard home with me and match it up to the actual, actual diorama that I just built, right? But I'm panicking. And, I'm, and while I'm doing it, I'm thinking, man, my kid's really good. With math and numbers, he has been all his life. I can count to ten. Maybe I didn't teach him how to. Maybe I didn't teach him how to use a fucking ruler. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that's all I'm thinking, right? And I wasn't mad. I was just like, man, how did we mess this up somehow? And I wrote down the actual measurements that you had, uh, that you gave me when we were FaceTiming it, and I had, and I measured it exactly right. I did. It was my measurement. I just took off one inch, and I didn't think about the one inch the the that were one inch lower on the one tabletop yeah. than we are the actual, not the actual layout, right? But so the actual scenery on that side. So it's okay. all good, though. Anyhow, 
Yeah, yeah. So it's all good now. I just got to put a one inch. I just got to get one more piece of one inch extruded foam, 24 by 29. And I don't even have to get it that big, man. I only have to get it. I could put like two, you know, 12 inch by 24 inch pieces on each side and not really anything in the set just to lift it up. I just need to put them in the corners and lift the damn thing up right? and, and put it in. Okay, so it doesn't, it's not even a part of the scenery. It's something that nobody will see. I just got to lift it up one inch. Yeah, it's know? just a slight And the easiest way to do that adjustment. is going to take my scrap foam. I have scrap foam, pieces of scrap foam. I'm just going to slide them underneath, and that'll be the end of that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm panicking. I'm like, oh, shit. I got home here, and I'm measuring. I'm like, oh, what? what how <laughs> can I? I put this cardboard up to it, and it worked. And I was like, it's matched. It matched. What the? I said, I got to I gotta put it inch underneath it. So not a big deal. Just it an inch. It was high enough as it is. Now it's going to be an extra. It's going to be another inch high. Just How an high inch. is this son of a bitch? But uh, it's a, uh, so I'm working this thing. It's not even a foot tall. I mean, from the top of the bait. I'm sorry, what? To the bottom of the bait. <laughs> it's got to be. It's not even a, it's not even a foot. It's not. I just put my HO skill rule on there. Which is, it is, that is 12 inches long, right? So, even though it's an HO scale rule. I measured it against myself, um, so yeah, it's 12 inches. From the top to the bottom, I still have um, two inches. It's it's nine inches. Okay. I'm sorry, it's it's, it's uh, 10 inches. So, I'll be putting, <laughs> we'll get be there. We'll inches. get there eventually with so, these measurements, guys. I, pro- I, I apologize. Yeah, right, right. We're so, all over yeah. the place. <laughs> Well, I'm trying to do it. My shoulders, all, my shoulders, my shoulders all bitched up. Your shoulders right all so crazy. Look, stuff. your your shoulders all messed up. You got beer on your lap. We understand. I, I, I'm a mess right now, man. It's it's, it's winter. So, <laughs> <laughs> you got winter brain on. The arthritis kicks in. Hey, you know right? what though? This so, winter, this winter has been a pleasure so far. And I probably just jinxed ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I can't. Yeah, right. Thanks, so, so, anyways, I'm working this diorama, and and I got and, and it's turning out really good. You know, I did that backside with the creek, uh, the 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 river going into the backside of it underneath yeah. the mill. Um, you can get on our Facebook. You can see our pages. Uh, that looks phenomenal. Um, and I put a stream in. And the stream looked really good. It turned out really nice for me. I was very fortunate. I, I wasn't afraid of the stream. That's okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> it, I wasn't. I had no fear doing the stream. Okay, that was not a problem. It was uh, because I knew that was going to turn out right. I did a stream before. Okay, my my biggest problem, well, I was in fear of, and we're going to talk about that today, is the the canyon with the river, uh, the waterfalls. Okay, I, I was putting it off. I should have done it a long time ago. You know what that? Okay. You know I what that? Done it before Christmas. Well, uh, a month. You know I what, was afraid. You know what that? What? I'm gonna cut in. You know what your canyon and waterfalls needs? What are you doing? Are you running in no, there? No, no. It's the kids. Are the, you jogging? No, the kids just came home from gymnastics, so they're like, they're on like level one thousand. Oh, okay. Practicing. Well, they just—they were at gymnastics tonight, so I'm sure they're doing more in my house. Yeah, they were doing gymnastics at my house on the weekend. I know all about they, how that works. We we got them a. This yeah. is a side story. We got them a for Christmas. Um, you know, they got all their gifts from Santa, but but we got them a uh, uh, springboard. Did you know that? 
No, I did not. Yeah, I got him a. Don't bring it to my house. I got him a springboard. It's twelve feet long, <laughs> and uh, now they can run down. Oh. The, now they run down the hall and jump onto the springboard and do all their flips and crap. So, it's great. They're probably doing that right oh, now. Oh wow! Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. so go back to that. So, yeah, uh, if you want, I got plaster. <laughs> you can make casts for their legs when they break. <laughs> so, I got plenty um, of that down here. I got that, <laughs> and I got a bunch of paper scraps. I can I can make a plaster Paris. I foresee trips to the hospital. I'm sorry, but hey, you know um, what? And I hate hey, to say that to my grandchildren. Listen, but, listen. Yeah. This is a side note, and you put me through hockey, yeah. and now now fortunately. I, I never, a lot bro- of hockey. I never broke a bone. I had plenty of injuries. I never broke a bone right. playing hockey. But yeah. gymnastics, when I first got the girls into it, I thought, yeah, this is a good sport for them. Like it's, you know, it's look, they're tumbling on a mat. They're doing they're learning how to do cartwheels. Uh-huh. And then now my older daughter is like on the uneven bars. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. That's amazing. This is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, now it's uneven bars for an eight-year-old, so like right, they right, they right. have a huge pad underneath it. Right, but absolutely. at the same time, I'm like, this is terrifying. <laughs> but yeah. oh yeah, and gymnastics. Once you like sit down and watch what they do, mm-hmm. it's dangerous. Oh, it's very dangerous. But I also get dangerous. I also get a huge kick out of watching them like uh-huh. learn how to do a forward handspring. Mm-hmm. So. It's entertaining. Like, I could watch them do gymnastics all day. Cool. As they get better at it, because it's stuff I can't do. Anyways, go on. Go on. So, anyways, I was making this canyon. (laughs) They're doing that upstairs right now. Which has nothing to do with gymnastics. No, but that's what the noise is. I I know. I heard the noise. (laughs) Okay. So, but I I, I didn't make the canyon. Oh, I didn't say what I wanted to say. Your canyon. Christ. Go ahead. (laughs) Your canyon. (laughs) You know what your canyon needs? What? It needs some sign, like little, po- um, you know, like posted signs looking. Yeah. But little posted lo- size of a posted sign on a yeah. on a post. Right. That say like danger rapids or danger. Um, no fishing. No fishing. No swimming. You need like little post little signs on posts. Well, I can't do that because I bought a fisherman. But okay. Well, he could be breaking the law. I've, yeah, I see plenty of fishermen around here doing right that. Now, I'll put them right next to the sign. That's a great idea. But you should, yeah, yeah. And then you can have like no swimming signs too, because like you could say like danger, turbulent water, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But the da- you should have that like posted no fishing, and then have a guy fishing beside it. Yeah, I think I'm going to do. Something That's a cool like idea. Because so people do it anyways. On the on the canyon, I had not done it. I was afraid. I looked at it and I, I did this marvelous work. I feel on the rock work. It's I had many people that complimented it and said, "Hey, your rocks are spot on." Many people, it's amazing many people means them. six. Right? No, I'm kidding. I'm them. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> all six of those people. All six and, of our listeners. Right, and they don't even mind. Yeah. So I I. I've been putting it off, you know, and I, and I started doing everything else on this thing. Okay. Everything, all the other scenery, everything. And I kept looking at it and it's like, something doesn't look right. Something doesn't look right. That canyon looks like shit. There's something, there's something about the canyon. I, I think I did where the waterfalls and, you know, the different steep levels that are, yeah. uh, that are coming down the steps. Yeah, you have a bunch of, down. you have a bunch of levels on it. Right. And, and when I looked at it, I'm like, this looks stupid. This looks stupid because it has no water. Right. So I'm not envisioning it right. And it's, it's bothering me. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna do this whole damn thing. And then when I'm done, it's gonna, it, it, 
and I'm going to go do this, and it's going to be beautiful up until the point I do this waterfall. And then you and felt like you were going to ruin it. it. Up. Right. I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to gank it up. I don't even want to do the damn waterfall. You know, that's how I felt until this week when I did the waterfall, right? Because it was a lot, it's the last damn thing I have to do. And I was like, it's one of those things where you take the band aid and you go, I got to rip it off right now. I'm going to do the waterfall. Right? What's the worst that's going to happen? Right, right. What is going to happen is the resin's going to stick to everything, and I'll never ever get it out. I'm going to have to take a I'm going to take a goddamn box cutter and go down through it and cut all the plaster and foam out and replace it with something. Right. So okay? you only set and, yourself and back about it. eight weeks. Yeah, exactly. Because it's going to take me seven of those eight weeks to cut through the resin. Okay. Yeah, so, so I'm afraid to do it, and, and, and so it's one of those things. You know, it's just one of those things you. you you got to take that leap of faith and do it, okay? Well, um, here's the thing. We all know what needs to be done. Right. So, and that's, and that's a lesson in everything we model. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm, I'm only pausing here. Like, right. there are certain things that I fear doing on the layout. Yeah. And we all do this. But you, you look at it and you're like, ah, you know, I don't know. I haven't done that yet. I haven't done uh-huh. this yet. But then once you do it, you're like, okay, well, it turned out good. Right, right. So it's just, it, once you've done a bunch of modeling and once you kind of know the the basic principles, even though you fear doing that, you have to just jump in and do it. Right, right. And I knew I was going to at some point, right? Right, but I'm just saying I'm just saying it's a lesson in modeling, model building or modeling. Like, if it's something new, you still have the fundamentals. You have the yeah. fundamentals to do what you know you need to do. It's just right. something that you – it's outside your comfort zone. Right. So just jump in and do it. Because the other thing you right, don't and want – I learned so much from this. The other thing you don't want right. is analysis paralysis. Right. And yeah. you had that. Yeah, where you did. Where you kind of had a little bit – about it. What am I – You had a little bit of paralysis with it where you're like, oh, like I don't know. I don't know yeah. yet. I don't know. But then once you started it, you're like, all right, it's working. Because you were texting yeah. me during it like, oh, dude, check this out. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I would look at it and I was like, "Okay, it's time to do it." Now nah, you know what? I think I'll paint a figure. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna do it tonight. I'm gonna paint a figure. I think uh, I'll put eyes on I'm that gonna, teddy bear. Um, yeah, I think I'll do that, and then I'll, yeah, I did that, and we'll talk about that. But then you know, I, I would do something else. I yeah. would put on a, Deer. a railing over the bridge, or I put the. I was doing all these different things that I probably should do now. I should be doing now. And and with the waterfall done after the but, fact, um, yeah, after the fact, right? But I was proposed, I was postponing it. But anyways, I did the rear river, and um, it turned out good. I, I learned a lot of things. Thank you to Doug Viscali. Um, I'm not going to take full credit for the design of this because I went by basically the pattern and and diorama plan that came with the the actual. Um, the actual kit. Well, itself, I mean, you built it up quite a bit, though. Atlas Forge. I did, and I and I and I did. I I kept it the same. It looks very similar to what he did. Um, however, there were nuances and things that I changed about it. There were some it. small adjustments to fit into the corner of the layout we need. Right. It, that absolutely. The river. The river and the waterfall fall a lot differently than his do. Yeah. My rocks are extreme. Uh, compa- I have like. I bet you there's three or four times the amount of rock going down through and around this thing than what is on the one he did. Okay, but 
I'm also viewing mine in a 360 realm where his diorama wasn't quite viewed exactly the same. Right. You know, and um, so so that's that was a little different. But the placement of the buildings, the measurements on some of the uh, the top part was all very, very um, exact almost. Um, there were some things I changed and some some details with the scenery. Um, I added a whole lot more trees. The backside on the backside, I bought and built. I bought and put a a giant steel water tower. This Which Varga looks Falls. incredible. Yeah, it looks cool behind there. It was just something neat. I I saw it and I was like, "Would you I name it?" A, I, I put on the top. It says Varga Falls. I oh man, uh, Frank, comes Frank with, will love that. Comes with, well, because the whole building, the the big mill building, is. Uh, Hatchie and Varga. Yeah, I know, but okay. what I'm saying is, yeah, now we've. It's not just the structure that's dedicated to Frank. Right. It's the, the entire. It's the entire like that geological yeah. formation. Now it's a Frank thing. Well, no, it's just the the, the tower and the Varga building. Falls. No, no, no. The the ta- oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the name of no. The, what I'm saying is section. now the waterfalls that you created. Yeah, on that yeah, diorama or Varga, Varga Falls. It's a Frank Varga right, Falls. Okay, yeah, yeah, very good point. It's kind of cool. Point. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. By the way, so anyway, Frank, if you are listening, hope yeah. you and your family are doing well. We haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, right. Sure, we'll have to get him. We'll try and get him on. I think he is modeling again a little bit. Yeah, Anyhow, well, he had a lot um, going on, so he got a new family. So I started looking at videos and stuff and how to do the wa- white water of a waterfall. Now, I didn't want it to just be a trickling waterfall, okay? And then, and and, because it it pours hard out of that, um, well, it does on dogs as well. Uh, And and that's kind of what I wanted to just kind of extend off of that. Um, But the spillway in the front, that says two holes where it pours out from underneath the the ground, from the underneath the the mill. Right. And it starts down the waterfalls. Well, it comes, it's going to come out there hard, right? So, I wanted to continue hard because my falls are steep and they go down a long way. Um, of the eight or nine, of, of the nine inches of the height in my in my diorama here, um, seven of that is waterfalls. Seven inches going down at a steep angle and at a curve. Okay, so I want it coming down fast, and it's because of the angle and the amount of room I had to build it in, and the height it was at. I had no choice but to make that hard pouring right. waterfall, you know, very rough water coming down, hard white foam. Um, so I went online, Google's image search. I do a lot of that, by the way, especially for scenery. Yeah. And um, I, I looked up some waterfalls that were, you know, hard, you know, Russian waterfalls. Big ones, though. You know, not just little trickle one, one, you know. No, you, you needed, know, you're dropping, five foot. you're dropping like, you're dropping 10 or way. 10 or 12 more or more feet per level yeah 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 exactly and um so it's coming down now i got a question if you go to like watkins glen in new york i got a question it's like that if you go to ricketts glen in pennsylvania it's like that you know so So, i I have a question on that did you um did you create little pools where the hard water is falling well you can you can i created a couple little pools well, Not I'm saying many, just because because you don't have enough room. No, it mostly well, is I, taken by foam. I understand. I understand. But but where the water hits the initial bedrock, right? Did you create like a little bit of a 
a wider area. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like any natural fall would would have some erosion where that initial overflow hit. The overflow hit. Oh, yeah, it does on the one left side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. It does have erosion. It's further away. Just and as a just as a uh, update. On both sides, actually, on the right side. Now I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, where I'm at saying. At one point, it was wider than what it used to be. Naturally, where a falls is constantly hitting a rock surface or uh, the bottom of a creek bed or a river bed. Right, right. There would be a little bit wider of a pool, and then it would kind of re regroup and come back into a stream shape. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, it does. It. it I have one section in the middle that has a, a like a pool, and then it starts to drop again. Okay. And it's not a real big pool. Well, for and all intents and purposes, the, you did. The rushing water is it, the steep levels that it drops down each step down. It's it's narrow because I only have so much space to drop it in. Right. And then as a result, you have to create at the bottom of each fall it. Especially dropping, you know, eight ten feet, it's gonna have to. Well, and the other thing, it's we, gonna, it, it's gonna be a hard foam. The other thing, off of that, the white water. The other thing yeah. you have to remember is this would be a, this would be a uh, result of a man-made mill or or industrial, um, diversion right. of a of a river or a stream. So it wouldn't have had hundreds of thousands of years worth of worth of erosion to create right. those deep pools. So correct. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. All right. So, and, and not even so much that. It's just that, you know, I I needed the hard white foam. Okay, the hard white water. Hard foam. white foam. Yeah. yeah. Well, the foam at the bottom, the froth and foam. <laughs> no, the I know. I know. Foam. I get it. I and get that's it. a term I, that I got from watching many videos, um, and watching a thousand million times, whatever that is. Um, a thousand million. Chaffee Malat did a waterfall. Did a couple waterfall things. Um, but she has recreated water with the foam. Um, if you've ever seen any of her videos, um, she, and dioramas and things that she's built, she did one with a motorboat or a jet ski type thing. And she had white foam off the water coming from that spraying off it. I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah. Um, and then she's also has some ones with waterfalls and what she did and the technique that I took from her as a result. Um, she made, she has one on there called, it's like a rubber river. She used some kind of liquid rubber, clear liquid rubber to, uh, pour it, not resin. Okay. I use the resin. Um, but she uses rubber river and, um, it's, I think it's called rubber river with a waterfall or something like that. And I watched it a million times. I don't know what the hell it's called. You think I would, but, um, she, to make the waterfall itself, she mixed her, um, her product that she used of the rubber was um, like clear silicone caulk, okay? Okay. Uh, uh, that type of material. And she mixed that with um, this Woodland Scenics, I have it here right now, soft flake snow, okay? It's very fine. It's when, it's when you're going to model snow on your model railroad, this is the shit you use to model snow. I'm not modeling snow. But I watched her mix this stuff in with this silicone caulk, and she's painted it on there, and it was, like, awesome. It made it pop, and that's what she did, she said, with her other dioramas, with the, with the boat and everything else, you know, with the water coming off the speedboat and all that, and uh, parting the water. It, 
and she used this stuff with it. I will say, I will say, when you told me the other night that you were getting ready to mix in the snow with the the snow foam with the water, I was like, oh, like I'm not sure about how that's gonna look. And then once you once you showed me the, you actually, I think you showed you told me to look out Kathy's video. Yeah, Yeah, and then I was like, all right, well, that you know. That looks yeah. good. And I mean, well, sorry, right. it looks great because she did it. And right, then I was sure. like, I was still skeptical. Like, I don't know how yeah, it's going to look. I ain't Kathy, right? right. And then when <laughs> you. Know, you I mean, I don't, I'm not Kathy Malat. I don't model like Kathy Malat. But once I you, haven't, you know. Once you sent me the pictures of it, I was like, all right, well, that's a thing. Like, that's good. Right. Right. So, so I, um, I mixed it in. I didn't use, so I used a silicone caulk. To make the uh, actual fo- the forms of the falls, the underneath part that bows out a little bit and then drops, and I use I did that's a Doug's method. You can look it up uh, or find out how it's done. Uh, Kathy does the same thing with hers, and then you drape it over from the top of the bottom of the fall and glue it the place. But it needed to have the foam added to it, and you you do that after the resin. I poured the resin next. That was a tricky, scary part for me on this. I poured the resins, and now I... Because we've not worked with resin a lot. Well, I have on the other mod, no, I'm on saying, the other uh, part well, of the river. Yeah, but it was in a different but, manner. Right, right. It's, it's deeper pools. But, and it's a lot less, a lot less moving. It wasn't, okay? uh, it wasn't a body of water that was moving fast. Not it, this it was, hard. It was right. a mill, which was yeah. kind of dammed up, which a mill right. would be. It has a couple waterfalls on it, but they're very far apart. Right, right. right. So, um, anyhow, on this, the, I'm thinking about a creek bed style, but you can't do a creek bed where you put dirt and everything down else down in it. No, because you're never going to see it. This isn't the yellow breeches here. So now I'm thinking, what color do I tint this shit? I got to <laughs> tint the resin. I can't just leave it totally clear because it's going to look too shiny, right? So I start mixing the resin and I put in some raw umber. Um, kind of like what she, Kathy did in hers. Right. And I'm looking at it, I poured it and it looks a little, I poured a little bit at the top. I, I had it all taped off thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to do one level at a time all the way down through. Okay. At the top of each drop off, I took a hot glue gun and ran it across the top so it doesn't run down, but it's, you know, it dries clear. Yeah. It's crystal clear. So you can't even see the hot glue gun stuff even now. And, um. And then I filled it up to the top, very edge of where that top, that hot glue gun stopped, right? And then I, I poured that resin in, but it was brownish color. And I'm like, ah, not real bright brown. Were you panicking a little bit? Yeah. And I'm like, man, it looks like dirty. It looks like somebody's shit in the water, right? So, <laughs> so I'm, it's like, I'm uh, doing it's this. like uh, the, the water below the treatment plant. And I'm, I'm panicking a little bit. So I grabbed, the, I grabbed this murky green color. And I mixed it in there. So we got to get a little green because at the bottom, it's going to, when it, after it goes through the falls, it's going to get, it's got to turn a little green. So it blends in with the other river, which is green as it slows down. Right. Yeah. So that's it. Let's put a little bit of green tint in with a brown. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh no, this sucks. You know? And I started pouring it and I'm like, oh, now it's like, now it looks like, uh, it looks like sewage water. <laughs> you know, and I'm um, like, this is bad. So I took a siphon thing, um, one of those uh, pipettes, and I started suctioning this stuff out as quick as I can, right? It's clogging the whole tip out. Now you're panicking. Else. It's resin, 
right? I got it out for the most part, okay? But when it was all done, I, I, I spared some of the – I had another container of, of resin, and uh, I poured that, put a little tint to it. Even then, it had a little bit of a green tint. But what happened now is this shit is starting to go down. I thought I had it all sealed up. It's dropping to the next level. It's dropping to the next level. It's dropping. I'm like, oh, no. Right, it's gonna be. It's just gonna be too much at the bottom. It's gonna overflow my, my, my. I kind of taped off the very, very edge at the bottom at the bottom of the riverbed. Yeah. Anyhow, the resin's going down all over the place, and I'm like, oh no, this is ruining it. And it's got a yellowish tint to it, and but when it dried out, when it was dried and, and it cured, it, you didn't see that much of it. So, and then where I didn't like where I didn't like some of the yellow greenish parts. Um, I took, um, some of the white, um, gloss gel medium from, um, Liquitex from yeah. the art store. And I just painted it over top it real thick and let that just dry out. And then it made it clear over top of it. And you couldn't see any of that yellow underneath, okay. which is fine. Anyways, yeah. it turned out good on that end, but it was really shiny now. And I'm like, okay, so I let it go and cure for you know 48 hours or so, and then I and then I started making this snow stuff and putting it in place. And I'm like, oh my god, it hides anything, <laughs> it hides every flaw, you know. And you put it ev- everywhere you thought was a flaw. No way, you can control this stuff and put it everywhere you want. I mix mine instead of mixing it with the the uh, silicone gel or the silicone caulk. I mix mine with the gloss gel medium, yeah. the Liquitex, and I mix it in with that in a little plastic cup, and I put it in the, uh, I put it wherever I needed the white frothy foam on the falls themselves as they're going down in a downward motion, and it gives it body. It gives it that white water body. It shows in a way that looks like it's spraying off, and um, yeah, I mean it turned. Well, you go and look at the photos. I think it turned out very good. I, I, uh, I had pretty high praise from a lot of people about it. And I was no, I think it, about that. it turned out awesome. It looks real, actually. It looks real. And when you t- start photographing it, uh, even up close, you're going, oh, my gosh. It's like white water. So kudos to uh, Kathy Malott for that video. And I want to thank her profusely for uh, putting those videos out that was able to teach me. Um, her and Doug had some videos as well on doing, uh, the rock scenery and the vegetation around the rocks on the backside, the vegetation around the river, how you plant that stuff. Uh, I mixed like, you know, they say you can mix, you should mix at least three different types of vegetation. Uh, I mixed on the, on the backside, uh, with the river going in, um, it, it, it's re- vegetation all over and I must have mixed 15 different kinds of vegetation. It looks, <laughs> and it looks awesome. Uh, I painted some mini print deer, uh, and I printed a buck and, and a, um, and a doe, a doe bent over drinking out of the water. And I, that was a, I don't know who made that one. I think it might've been Bachman or somebody. Uh, but then I needed a buck, no actual buck. Cause the one from Bachman is an elk. Okay, and it has the horns, but it looks like it's an elk. There's a big difference. They have a big, giant, furry patch on the front of their chest. Yeah. It was an elk. Okay, and the horns go different. So, from mini prints, I got a hold of miniprints.com. 
and uh, ordered a deer, and I ordered some eagles, uh, American eagles. And I'll get to that story as a funny story uh, tonight. Uh, but uh, and I painted the deer and I put them back there and they really make it look cool. Once well, and the buck's standing in the middle of the creek and the deer's on the side of the creek drinking out of the water and uh, the buck's standing guard and it looks pretty cool. When you were telling me uh, the other night how hard it was getting to stand up. Well, I got him to stand up. So I, I just tacky. Uh, not tacky glue. Um, the, oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Hobby tack. Tacky glue. Yes. I want to talk about tacky glue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Go put ahead. a... I put uh, a... Uh, anyways, my, for the end of my story, my diorama, it's looking pretty cool. So I'm getting to the point. All I need is people, cars, little metal pieces and junk piles and things like that. Um, those types of things. It's all finishing touches and then it'll be coming to your house in a week or so, I guess. Nice. Well, maybe so. next weekend we can... Um... I get down here and work. Um, tacky glue. Mm. I got a good tip on tacky glue. And this is actually a tip. It's a tip on okay. a tip. Yeah. So tacky glue. I put a Facebook post up about this. If you guys are on our Facebook page where you didn't see it, um, this it will be not new news. If you're already on our Facebook, you'll, you'll have already seen this. But, but apparently the upside down tacky glue bottles... Aileen's doesn't doesn't make them anymore. It, yeah, yeah. Which is weird because it was the Sad. best thing they've ever done. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Aileen's Tacky Glue on its own is an awesome product. I'm not going to ever bash Aileen's Tacky Glue because we, you and I use it like... I love it. I use it for all the time. I use it for almost stuff. everything. Right. Um, short of putting together the wood um, yeah, crafter yeah, kits... Right. I, I just use regular old Type-On wood glue from Lowe's. Right, right. But for almost everything else, I use tacky glue um, because, you know, it dries a little quicker. It's not as, as aggressive, and it doesn't wear down solvent-based paints like a, um, like like a, a CA, CA glue, glue would do. Yeah. yeah. Like a CA glue will basically melt your plastic and your paints right. if you're using those kinds of paints. But... Um, your tacky glue won't. So we, I, you and I, and, and I'm sure a lot of your, our listeners here, we go through a lot of glue. And Aileen's, I think, might be my number two glue, period. Wood glue, type bond from Lowe's or Home Depot. Generic type bond wood glue is my number one. Number right. two, and it's a close number two, is Aileen's tacky glue. Right. But the problem is, a couple years ago, Aileen's started doing those upside-down bottle caps, which mm-hmm. were the best thing since Aileen's Tacky Glue. It's like... They were awesome. It's like the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. And now, you can't find it. I know, because you didn't have to worry about your bottle being... Uh, you waiting for all that glue to... Right. Be, you, know, it, you know, you don't have to wait four hours. You don't have to wait four yeah. hours for it to, to finally to make the, its... Go to the tip. It's like a lava flow. Yeah. <laughs> you don't got to yeah. wait for the lava flow to creep an inch an hour, <laughs> you know? Uh, right, right. Yeah, especially for especially for a bottle that was over halfway done, you didn't have to, like, sit there and shake it till your triceps hurt. Yeah, Or yeah. your biceps hurt, whatever. It's uh, always ready. When it's, it's ready to go. Yeah, but, but now, but here, now, now I can't. Now if I. If you remember to keep it upside down. Well, but with the aliens upside down cap, it's easy. 
Right, right, right. But there are times that I had it where I'd be working with it. Yeah, and I pay attention, and you sit it back. Yeah, on the I know. And, you sit, and you're like, "Son of a bitch, it has well, it has it built in, and I didn't use it out of habit. It just happens." Yeah. But right, right. either way, long cutting to the chase. The upside down cap from Aliens was the greatest thing invented. Oh yeah, and it's hard to find now. Like you yeah. go to Michaels, you can't find that. Yeah, I couldn't have, find it the other day. Hobby Lobby doesn't have me either. Right. So yeah. I have two coveted upside down Aileen's tacky glue caps that I saved <laughs> from past bottles. And I think for Christmas, you gave me a bottle of the Super Tack and then the regular Aileen. I got tack. you a bottle of the quick dry tacky glue. That's what it is. Yeah. That stuff is amazing. I, I didn't I even love it. Listen, I didn't, I didn't believe it was better than regular Aileen. So first of all, a regular Aileen's is awesome. Yeah, it's greater than its own. And then the quick dry, I was like, eh, you know, how much better than can, can it get Aileen's? Quick dry is... white, by the way. Quick dry white. Right. Yeah. But yeah. but but do you agree that regular Aileen's is awesome? It is. So the it's first just, time, it's all it's just as good. It just doesn't take as long. It takes a I know a hair longer but to dry. My 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 apprehension was like, oh, you know, how much better can it be? And then yeah, I was doing um these little detail parts for the post office I was building, which I want to talk about in a little bit. Right. Um. And I was like, well, I'm gonna try the I'm gonna try the quick dry Aileen's, and like. Honestly, within like two minutes, I was able to just walk away from those detail parts once they were yeah. placed where I wanted them to be. Oh yeah, yeah. Where and now Aileen's, you might have to wait three. Yeah. But yeah. you don't, you know, I don't have to now. I don't even have to sit through a, a commercial break on a hockey game to wait right. for it to dry. I can just like tack it on, hold it for thirty seconds, and I know it's in thirty seconds, it's strong enough to hold on its own. Yep. And then in yep. two or three minutes, I can bump it and it won't even move. Yep. It's awesome. It's great for scenery too. So. Anyways, back to my original point was if you can find or you already have any of the the remaining upside-down caps from Aileen's, save them. Yeah. Save those caps. Those are – because they fit on, the, they fit on the, the regular bottles of Aileen's. Yeah. The original or even the um, Super Aileen's. The quick, yeah, the big the, giant the, bottles too. All of the cap sizes, they all yeah. have the same thread. So save the upside down caps because you can just put them on any new bottle you get. You just yeah. All I do is I take a little bit of I, I have a an old awl that I have like a, mm-hmm. a an old awl, like a yeah. punch, and I just go in and I scrape out the old glue and I just screw it on the new bottle and it's good to go. Oh yeah. Also, another side note to a side note. Mm-hmm. What is more satisfying than on your old tight bond wood glue bottles or any Elmer's wood glue or whatever? What is the what is more satisfying? Then picking off the old glue from the cap inside the cap, and then putting the new cap back on, and then having a full <laughs> flow of glue. I gotta admit, <laughs> that's like one of the best it's feelings in life. Fun. <laughs> We're weird like that. You we get like to. You ever get to the, the point? You ever get to the point with a wood glue bottle where you're like, the cap should be putting out like a ton of glue, and yeah. it's like this microscopic drip that you get, and then once you clean it, you're like. Once you clean it out and you pick out all the dry glue and you get a, it's almost like picking a really good booger. You get like, a, oh, yeah. you, you get like, it's like clearing your sinuses and you can breathe <laughs> again. And you, you know, now you can breathe. Right. It's right. like that with a wood glue. Like, oh, now I can squirt out as much wood glue as I want. <laughs> <laughs> 
then the, God. and then the problem is you you ever have this problem? What do you okay? I don't know if we've ever talked about this nuanced of a wood glue topic. Okay. Or glue topic. But what do you what do you squirt your wood glue on now? I know we used to talk about post-it notes. I'll tell you what I have. You ready? Yeah. Do you know the DPM models? Yeah. That have the thick white um DPM bottles? Yeah. What about it? <laughs> what are DPM bottles? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, so as much as we don't like to talk about plastic models, how how can you how can you shit on the original DPM buildings? Oh, okay, okay. You don't what do you mean what are DPM models? Oh, I thought you said DPM bottles. Models. I said, what the hell is a DPM bottle? No, 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 no. DP- no, no. I must have just heard you wrong. DPM models. No, I know what DPM models are. Yeah, the, yeah. They're, they're like the cornerstone of the original, like, getting into... It's, like, what, it's what made model roading buildings detailed. Yeah. And and, you, and re- you could, you even could, though there were people making wood... Fine scale wood structures, which were beautiful, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember that. We're not taking anything away from either side. No way, because there were people that were making them, and there were kits that were out before DPM that were awesome and are still out today. However, DPM brought a lot of people into the hobby. And I I would reason the because they could actually make a building to look real. I would place bets on that most people, when they were starting out, had a DPM model. Absolutely. It's like, even now, I would be excited to get a DPM model. Mm-hmm. If I ordered one today on eBay or wherever yeah, I found one. Yeah, because I would one, do it a whole hell of a lot different. No, 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 no but that's not before. the point. That's not the yeah. point. Because when you buy a DPM model, you know exactly what you're getting. Yep. And you know it's going to look good. It's going to look good, yeah. It's going to look good. And the detail is going to pop. Yeah. But anyways, back to my wood glue store. This, I'm getting back to wood. I'm getting back to glue. Through DPM models. Yeah, I don't know where we're going here, but go ahead. So, do you know that that you know that thick piece of plastic you get in a DPM model? It's like the thick piece of plastic for the roof. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. a piece of white. Big piece of white, white. It's just a piece of uh, of um, styrene. White piece it's of a, white it's flat a styrene. Big it's piece of too. white styrene. Yeah, yeah. So I have like a two inch. Uh, it's a. I'm not measuring. You would never it. need a piece that thick. They always give you. They, they always give you twice as much. Probably as you why need. they went out of business. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, they, they were, probably spent a lot of money on they, styrene. I'm, they were bankrupted on styrene. <laughs> Anyways, that shit's not cheap in the in the store, you know, by the sheet, you know. So I don't know. So, but go ahead. So. In today's terms, I have fifty dollars worth of styrene that I use for glue. But, <laughs> anyways, I have I have a two and a half by two inch rectangle mm-hmm. of roofing styrene that I saved from a DPM kit, and yeah. I use that for my glue. Yeah, you know why? Mm. Remember when we were first starting this podcast in two thousand seventeen? That is now six years ago. Right. Six years, Dad. Anyway. That's some scary stuff. I, I know. did not realize that. I know. Um, we were talking about putting 
Wigaloo on post-it notes, and you could just rip off the next piece. Yeah. Right, this and is, we thought that was fascinating. This is better. Woo-hoo! This is better. <laughs> this is better. Okay. So two and a half. I have a, almost a square piece of styrene. Two and a half by a little over two inches. Right. And I, I put my wood glue on that. And I, I, I use it the same way I would as a post-it note. I use a toothpick and I get it on toothpick and put it where I need it. Excuse me, where I need it. Um, but you know what the best part about this is? Um, pins and needles. Pins and needles. All right. Yeah. Well, once it's dry, you can bend the styrene and it just pops right off. The, the little dry, it's the most satisfying thing when the, the little dry glo- glob of glue just goes, Yeah. it pops right off. Yeah. And then I got a brand new flat, no glue on it at all piece of styrene that I can just put more glue on. <laughs> it's like wax paper for glue. And you just yeah. pop it off. And, and then I, I've had this thing for like a year and a half. And I've, I don't know how much glue. I, put a, I probably put a gallon of glue on it and it doesn't look like it at all. <laughs> and that is the greatest thing I've ever used for any type of glue, not CA glue, because it would never come huh. off. But like yeah, wood, oh yeah. all my wood, wood and white glues, yeah. And aliens, I put on right, put it right on there, and like 24 hours later, I come back, I bend it, and it pops right off. I flick, I take the little. You ever watch Austin Powers when he saves the little skin flaps? And he, yeah, yeah. Oh, that piece of skin, I put it in my skin container. Yeah, no, not like <laughs> not that, not not what Fat Bastard does with his skin. Right, right, right. But uh, I just pop it off. I can flake it off, put it in my trash bin, and now I got a whole blank piece of like styrene. That looks yeah, brand yeah. new that I can just put more glue on. So I don't yeah. have to go through a thousand post-it notes a year. What is what post what the hell is on a post-it note that nothing goes through it to the next post-it note? You no. can put CA glue on that, which will if you get it on your uh on your God forbid uh, you get it on your fingers. Oh, you know. Actually, I've gotten to the point I here's let's have a little CA glue talk here. If you get CA glue on your cutting mat, oh, it's done. And you don't get it off. Oh yeah, it's gonna leave a hard knot thing. You you came in. If you pull it off, it's gonna leave a funny mark there and everything else, right? If you put it on a post-it note, and it, it, sure, it'll dry on the post-it note. But okay? the next but post-it you pull note, it off, it's, it's it, perfect. It's pristine. Yeah. And like, how's it not? How's it chewed through other? I've mixed CA glue with other stuff. And had adverse effects with chemical reactions. <laughs> okay. You probably probably shouldn't be Not breathing it in. Post-it notes. I don't know what post-it note puts in their paper, but it's insane. I'm so going let's to win. go to the I'm- CA glue. If you work with CA, I've found that if you work with CA glue long enough and enough times that you get it on your fingers, along with everything else we do in model roving, you do enough model roving, scenery, building, making, everything else, your fingertips turn into, like, <laughs> leather saddle work for I a feel like I feel like okay. I have, I feel like, I feel like I have, yeah. I feel like I have ranch hands after I'm done yeah, t- working yeah, with the igloo. Like it's like they're made in leather now, right? I'm ready to be now, on that the... That could be because I, I played, you know... Uh, half my life, I played hockey and made a living at at a hockey. No, rink. it's not okay. that. And I and my hands were I, I worked hard. I right? feel like I got I feel like I got uh, Barbie doll hands when I'm done with that. Yeah. Like and that maybe because I'm soft hands. No, right. But, same. I mean, I worked in the trades for a while too. Like I when, got calluses. Right. When I worked with when I first started working in this hobby 
be with super glue or crazy glue or the CA glue, and you'd accidentally yell on your fingers, you panic, and then you're like, oh my god, how am I going to get it off? And you, I don't even think about it now. It until it got off. Now, now I don't even think about it. I get it with my <laughs> fingers. My fingers stick together, and I just pull them apart. Yep. You know, they just come apart naturally, and, and then some white shit mm-hmm. on there, and then you got to scratch it off with your well, fingernail. And it, the better, the better thing is, like, I wake up, sand it. So my morning routine, <laughs> like my my daily routine, I take my showers in the morning. Yeah. I'm just a morning shower guy. It helps. It, yeah. It's my part of my routine. But right, right. I've been I've been in situations where, like. 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm still, I'm at work now and yeah. it's, you know, I'm, I'm 12 hours removed from working from anything modeling related right? and I'm still sitting at work, like picking shit off my fingers <laughs> 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 at my desk at work. Yeah. You know, it's bad though when you take a piece of sandpaper and you start rubbing it all over the, 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 the padded fingertips. Oh yeah. I've done that. Off. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, no, now I've done I got it. this other stuff. It's, this other stuff is in a green green bottle made by the same people that do uh, all the stuff, which would be um, all this stuff is made by Bob Smith Industries. Okay. Yeah. This uh, stuff you get. Yeah, and, the, you know, and they, a lot of the companies, a lot of the hobby shops, they re bottle it and relabel it. Yeah. Okay, but it's all made by Bob Smith Industries. So, um, it's like a white they label. Make, they make. Yes, they make a, a bottle with green a green label called Uncure, okay, and it's a liquid you just pour it on it and it it makes it separate. It, I was, it's made to put on the model so that way you can remove or take things off of something if you glue it by accident or glue it in the wrong place. Right. But I take it sometimes and sp- squirt it on my fingertips and then rub it in and wash my <laughs> hands. And once the water hits it. It starts to burn, not like burn like your like skin burn. Although it's probably doing that, and I don't really realize it. I'm probably it's, gonna die. It's slowly sleeping into your kidneys it, and no, liver. It, it gets warm, <laughs> you know. It gets warm. It's it, uncomfortable. It yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you you feel it, and you're like, you know, this isn't good for my body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? It got the glue off. <laughs> but but uh, you know. So then I then I use. Uh, um, then I use that orange gel, that go gel stuff. Yeah. You can get it at the hard Go gel or whatever. I have, yeah, I have a giant jug of that with a pump on the top. Sits in the sink here next to my, next to my workbench. I have a workbench and right next you to have me, a workbench? my workbench, I have a bathroom. <laughs> well, right next to my workbench is, is this, is the bathroom. I mean, I'm literally four and a half feet away from the bathroom. There's a bat, uh, you know, I, uh, which is nice. It's like my own bathroom. For my workshop, if you don't have one for your own workshop, you're missing out. You need to install right? one. But I have a sink with a vanity and everything else. I can do all my cleaning in his, there. Real he could do his makeup real quick. Out. I can do my makeup. <laughs> I can brush my teeth with the with the, with the uh, Bob Smith Industry glue and uh, but and a wire brush. We're not even gonna go. But a wire. <laughs> but so, but yeah, I mean, so. This stuff, but uh, what happens to our skin after a while? As modelers, we don't even fear the the the. I'm over the it. CA glue anymore. I'm over it. I, I if I if, here's the only time I fear CA glue. I wear glasses. I fear that CA glue is gonna <laughs> or splash and ruin and your lenses. And ruin my lenses, <laughs> right? Are you That's the only okay? Time I fear. This is this is this is not good, and I apologize to anybody listening. Um. Are you past the point of caring about um, 
Like when you're spray anything, painting anything. When you're spray I'm painting something or whatever. Anything. I'm almost sixty. I'm past <laughs> the point of caring about anything. True. Yeah. Yeah. No, what was it? what you say? I'm sorry. I was gonna say, are you past the point of like when you're spray painting? Like okay, I, I will say if I'm spray painting a lot, if I'm using a rattle can. Yeah. I if I'm gonna do a lot, I am aware enough to take it outside. Yeah. I'll put it on I'll take it outside or on our picnic table with a piece of cardboard and I'll spray paint it. Right. But if it's like if I want to prime like <laughs> if I want to prime like okay, here's a good example. I got and you a little, do it two feet right from your workbench yep, right there. I do I have yep. a little I have I painted a little piano. I'm gonna put out you know the jazz bar you made like eons yeah, ago? Yeah. I yeah. I have a little die cast um piano. I'm gonna put outside the jazz bar. What jazz it, bar did I make? You made Oh, yeah, 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 a yeah, long yeah. time ago you made it. It's a Foss scale yep. kit. Right. Yep, I did. Yep. So I, this has it, it. It's just a little tiny piano. It's a it's a grand piano, but it's a little piano, and yeah. I forget where I even got it. I might have got. I don't know where I got it. It doesn't matter. Um, I think I got it from Best Cast, like the Best Castings. Okay. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, they got a, they got like four different kinds of pianos. Well, anyways, I got a piano. There's lots of pianos in the world. I got there. a piano. I'm pretty sure it's, it's from Best. Wolverine. Yeah. But um, I recently was like, I want to paint. I didn't. I was kind of in between projects, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes, and I'm going to paint this piano. But I didn't want to go outside. It was cold. So, right. and you know, you've done this where you're like, it's one piece. I'm going to just hit yeah, it real it's quick. It's real quick. It's not very big. I'm going to hit it real quick with the primer. Zip zap. And Zip zap done. But then you're sitting there, and you know you're sitting there in a cloud of, like, spray paint can <laughs> primer. I didn't care anymore. I just wanted to paint this piano. <laughs> yeah, listen, if I'm, if I'm 84, years if I'm 82 years old, and they said, uh, you know, it looks like you were exposed to too much spray paint, <laughs> fine, whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll deal with that when I'm 82. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just funny. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the same. I, I you know what I it do is. It, I don't do it a whole lot. No, 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 no. And, and I'm, I'm gonna. That that's gonna take me into my into my funny story tonight. If I'm, but you real go quick, ahead. real quick. It's a it's a it's, balance. It's very related. In it's this very, hobby, very though, in this hobby, and in life in general, it's a balance of risk and reward. Right. Like okay. If I'm standing in a cloud of spray paint all day long, I'm going outside in my shop with no ventilation. Then. That's one thing, but if I'm gonna zip zap it real quick with a paint thing, and it, and it, and the fumes are gonna hit me for like I don't know, 15 seconds, I ain't worrying about that. And there's an, there's like, there's the other I side do of it. it. Maybe once every five, every couple months. Well, in you know? the, the advantage of my basement here is uh, I got that big garage door. Right, right. So there's been right. times where you and I've been down here like that smells yeah. really getting to us down here. I'm like, all right, I'll just, I'll just open the door up. <laughs> right. And in, we get that. In, in 12 to 14 steps, I can be out the door and, and, and right. spray painting it. Right. Yeah. So for me, I just, if it's a big thing I'm doing, I'll open the garage door or I'll go outside and ventilate. Correct. But if it's like, man, I just, I just want to get this piano done. I don't want to go through a whole bunch of steps. I'll just real quick. And then prime, I'll prime it real fast. Wait, wait, you know, 10 minutes while the primer dries and I'll paint it. But it's like I said, it's a balance of risk reward, even with right. CA glue or anything we're working with. Where, sure. yeah, in 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 forty or in forty years, am I gonna have to deal with that? Who knows? But right. tonight, I want to paint that damn piano. Right. <laughs> like, now I have to go outside. 
I'll explain to my doctor when I'm older. Well, hey, uh, you know, I, I used to paint miniature diecast figures of pianos and men playing them. <laughs> but great, <laughs> but I wanted to get it done that night. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Let's talk about this eagle. <laughs> okay. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Before you go into that, can I talk about my post office? Yes, please. All right. So this was a kid of the month club from Foscale Models. Um, it is the first one in a while that I haven't kit bashed. You know. Right. Sure. So I've done a couple. The the Sorry, kid of the month club. That's okay. Well, half of it was on your lap, so you can just suck it out of your. You can. No, you can, I have, this is a different bottle. Oh, I was gonna say you can just um, suck it out of your jeans there. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyways, um, the the kid of the month. Listen, this is not Doug is not telling us to do this. Fosco Models is not telling you to do this. Kid of the month club from Fosco Models if is you, awesome. If you have not already, um, this is not a paid promotion. This is not any of that. Nope. But we get if you're if you're part of it, you already understand. You get a kit of the month, one month every month for for however long. You say. I think he has a six month plan and a year and a one year plan. Yeah, we just do the one year renew. Right, but the thing that's cool about it is every month you get a cool kit, and sometimes it's a background kit, sometimes it's a boat. We got right. a barge to do yet. Yeah. Um. The, you it, the variety. The variety is endless, and to be honest, I think what it is is you and I we split it. One of us gets one. One. Well, it's kind of not. Month, it's guy. not that even because what yeah. what ends what ends up happening is I they get mailed to me, but then when my dad comes right. over here, I, I I go hey, leaf through the kit the kit of the months that we have here and take what you want. Yeah. And then you take a few, and then we we part ways, and and you do. Right. What, I got you, like six or seven of them right now. Well, uh, well, built. Well, That's well, the next thing. It's coming up, by the way. We've talked about this before, but what's really cool about them, and I'm, like I said, I promise this is not a paid promotion. Right. Is the thing that's cool about the kit of the month kit is you can do one, like I just did, the post office, mm-hmm. or you can wait and store them up. And uh, what was that? I did a garage. Where I put yeah, like three, a couple. I did three kits in one. I just kit bashed them all together, and I made this weird. Hey, Jason Jensen's done that too. Yeah, Jason's a great yeah. example of it. Right. I did this weird kit bash where I made this crazy wonky looking building, but it fits perfectly into a little corner that I need. Yeah. And no one else will ever have that structure. He tried to call me by the way tonight, right before the podcast. Oh no. And and I missed his call. So hey, Jason. Uh, oh, I'll get a hold of you before tomorrow yeah. when we post. Yeah, so. he'll be right back. Brb. <laughs> so, anyways, I did the post office recently, which was the kid of the month from like June 2021 or something. I don't know. It's like a, over a year old. Right. But um, where was I getting with that? I don't know. Uh, anyways, you I was talking about chip bashing. The oh yeah, bashing. yeah, yeah. Anyways, so. I kitbashed that garage, which it's done. It's ready to go in the layout. It's got a spot on the layout. It's actually going near... Oh, side story. I'm making a baseball field. I think we talked about that last time on the podcast. Right. Uh, I am I found a scale baseball field, which is actually technically a softball field. Yeah. Because I didn't realize that a baseball field was from plate to plate is 90 feet. Yeah. yeah. And look at your... Well, it could be a little league baseball field. Well, I did a softball field, which is... okay. Okay. Not, far, not 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 as far. 
Um, who's going to break it down as to what it is? Who cares? Go ahead. It's a who cares? It's a ball field. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of the um, what do you call it? Like you can when we do these kind of things, you can kind of bend reality. Where did you find this a uh, softball field? I just looked up dimensions of. I looked on Google. Oh, you looked at dimensions. You're just gonna make it from scratch. I looked on Google and I said, "What are the?" I thought you bought something. No, 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 no. I went on Google and I said, "What are what are what are the dimensions of a softball field?" Right, right. And I was like, "Okay, well, that will fit. That's workable. It'll fit in the corner that I have." Right, right. Which the corner, you know, where I'm talking about, where the rocks come down off that little ravine I made. Yeah. It's it's opposite. So we have the terminal kit that I did the. Um, the big yearly kit that Doug does from Fuscale, uh, the terminal, which is probably four years ago now, three years mm-hmm. ago, I did that. But opposite the track of that, opposite side of the track, I have like a, a weird, you know what the area was. It was weird. Yeah. So I cut it out and I put a huge ravine in, like a rock ravine in the middle of the city. Um, right. It would be kind of the thing where, you know, a city has developed around it and it was like a rock outcropping or some bedrock they, they, they didn't know what to do with so they just built around it but in there is a little v-shaped a little v-shaped piece of land and i'm like what can i put in the weird v-shape yeah. and we talked about this uh on a phone call but i put a little baseball slash softball field in which if it's just like a church league or a little local league softball or baseball you know group It'd be fine. And you can kind of, we've talked about this before, before where you can kind of uh, exaggerate scale a little bit, where some things, if you did them true to, if you did them true to scale, what's, we, I think we talked about this with um, Stephen Hayworth, actually, where you can kind of exaggerate scale to fit where you need it off pers- based on the perspective. I remember right. vividly talking with Steven about this, where if things are kind of set back into your layout, you can exaggerate the scale a little bit to kind of make it smaller to fit where you right. need it. But it makes sense yeah. optically, like to your eye, it makes sense. Force perspective. Force perspective. Yeah, that's that's what it is. So if I took a baseball field, a, a major, like a, a regulation baseball field, whether it's high school, college, or MLB, they're all the same size. And I scaled it down to a softball field size. It fits where I need it, but to your when you look at it to the eye, when I measure it out, it's yeah. still big enough in the area that it sits. To yeah. like when when the average person sees it, they're gonna go, "Oh, that's a baseball." You know, it's a base. It's a church league baseball field. Right, right. Yeah. And how many churches do you see in a rural area that have a little field or a baseball? Like, oh, lots of them. In our area alone, and just in modern day times, yeah, tons of churches have little baseball fields in the back. Yeah, exactly. So, I added that I'm gonna I'm building a little baseball field. I cut out little tiny plates out of just computer paper. Yeah. And I'm gonna weather them so they fit. They look like little plates, and um, I'm gonna put that in there. And uh, um, bags, you mean? There's one plate. Bags. I'm bags. sorry. Bags. Yes, bags. Okay. I didn't play baseball. Excuse me. <laughs> They're all plates. I'm just being a dick. I'm no, 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 no. But okay, I didn't play baseball. So. Excuse me. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm putting a miniature baseball field in, but back to the post office. The post office is gonna go right in the basically the first baseline, right along the right. edge of that. Yeah. 
So it's kind of cool. It's like a civic building and there's some, it's a civic building tied into like some other little tiny <clears throat> community type buildings that mm-hmm. are going to go right alongside that, like a garage, a civic building. I have that. I still have the Campbell scale, scale models fire station I need to build. And, okay. and down the street from us in Walnut Bottom, Pennsylvania, there's a post office and a baseball field right next to a fire station. Oh, okay. So what I'm trying yeah. to do is kind of create that little like hometown, like civic type park area yeah. in that weird section of the town that we didn't really know what to do with, which is kind of right. like a, it's like the gut of the city where it's like, right. there's a low lying area. We didn't really know what to put in there. We had some ideas initially. We had a garage in there. We, that building that mom made, we, we had in there yeah. and we didn't really know what to do with it because it's just a weird like hill hill section. Right. So what I did was I flattened some of it out. I created some steeper um, ravine type walls, and I'm just going to put all the civic type buildings in there, like a fire station, the post office, the baseball field. Yeah. I have that little church that I did from a couple months back uh, yeah, from yeah. Foscale Models. I'm going to put that all right in that little gut of the town, and it's going to yeah. be like the little community. Suburb. It's a yeah. It's like a community area the where old style. Yeah. Suburb. Yeah. Yeah. You got the a church and a post office and there's a baseball field. It's going to be like a little community center yeah. right there. Right. It's where the, yeah, you have the big city and then just outside you have this little, little softer country. Yeah. It, it separates community. the industry section from the city. Right. And right. and you have yeah. that garage you did from Casey's, um, Casey, Casey's workshop, that model you did. What was that garage yeah. name? Goober's garage. Is that the Goober's? Yeah, it'll be the kids at the kids at school that show up in the overalls. Yeah, at it's the, the city school, and the other kids make fun of them. It's a kid yeah. to go. It's the kids that go to Tech Ed. <laughs> but 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 you have like it's like the the blue collar section. But but yeah, I get it. So I uh, you know I'm I'm kind of working on that right now with the baseball field and the church and the post office kind of in that little home hometown vibe. It's like a home, whatever the hometown section. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Everyone, yeah, yeah. it's like where the where the the jocks and the the overalls kids hang out. Yeah, yeah. The kids, exactly. it's the kids that had pickup trucks and the cherry bombs on their on their <laughs> on their hot rod style v- cars yeah, growing yeah. up. It's where they're gonna hang out. Yeah. So, anyways, cool. I'm working on that part. I, I kind of wanted to have like that parky. It's like a park vibe. I want that like. It's it's a civic section of town where there's where there's a playground, a baseball field, post office, church, fire station. It everyone every small town has that that area right, of town. Right. Sure. So that's what's going in that little gut of a, of a city. Nice. That's cool. All right, let's talk about the eagle. <laughs> I didn't mean to get into okay. that. Oh oh, by the way, I'm I'm sorry to get it all off on this again the kit of the month club the post office kit and some kits since then doug has been throwing in his uh 3d printed detail parts yeah and this the post office castings are resin 3d resin 3d printed parts they're nice yeah he threw in post office boxes Oh, nice! And uh, uh, like mailboxes, like yeah, the kind yeah, yeah. that you 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 pull the door down on the post on the box, and they go yeah yeah, yeah. the blue box yeah they go Aah! 
and you put yeah, your mail yeah. in it, and then they they go when you clamp when yeah. you slam a shot. <laughs> All right, so I want to talk about this. So when you go to the post office, and I don't know if it's as I I don't know if every town has this, but I've seen them in Newville near where I live. There and and in some smaller towns around our area, you have your blue boxes, right? Did I talk? Right. Did I show you? Did I tell you about this? Yep, you talked about this. So you have, and I think this is a cool little nuance to a town. Yeah. You have your blue. A lot of bo- people don't know this, but go ahead. You have your blue boxes, which are the outgoing mail, and then you have the green box, which is like an army color green, like an olive green. Right, right. And and I I've since I looked this up, I've seen them in the area. They're not quite green anymore. They're kind of like a weird gray, baby poop, brown, green color. Gotcha. They're called repeater boxes. And what it is, is when you when you are a rural, a rural I mean, I'm sorry, a, a foot carrier, basically. Like when you're a, every town has one. You when see, you're a postal guy. When you're a postal person, but you don't have a truck. Right. You're a walker, a footer. The green Dan, box. Dan Banks will tell you what that is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. The green box is a repeater box. From what I looked up, I'm sure there's a different gotcha. name in the industry. Right. But the green box is one that you can't put mail into, but it's shaped like a mailbox, like the postage box. Right. And that one is for the carrier to walk around and when they've when they when when they're on their route and they're ready to pick up more mail to deliver, they open that box up and they restock their like their carrier their bag, route. their carrier bag or the route, For and the then rest of their route. right. Yeah. So though I Doug had on the picture of his model kit that he had for a example, the one box was painted green. And for whatever the light, whatever in my brain clicked, clicked, and it said, "Why is that one green? I gotta look up why it's green." Because the other one, the other two, he painted blue, and I wanted to know why the other one was green. So I looked up what the green mailbox was, and it's a re- basically it's a restock mailbox. So when the ma- the mail carrier is going through his route, he runs low, he goes to the repeater box, and it's already preloaded with his mail that he needs to get he pulls it out restocks his route and then continues on his day so that's a neat little thing if you're doing mailboxes in your city think about don't just doing them all that blue the typical blue that we do because if you have a if you have a carrier who's on foot or a carrier even in a truck that needs to restock their route they're pulling them out of that green box so if you're driving around and you see those green boxes that you can't put your mail into, that's what that is, which was a weird little history lesson slash lesson on the Postal Service that I never knew see, before don't say that. we don't learn anything on this. I never, I never knew that before I built my little post office. And uh, the only reason I did that was because was I was looking at the picture on the front of the um, kit of the month, and I was wondering why the one was green. Okay. And I would have well, now we know, but right. But if I didn't look it up, I would have just, I would have just mindlessly painted it either blue or green and not known why. Right. But I right. wanted to know why it was green <clears throat> because it intrigued me 
Like, what's the green mailbox mean? That's U.S. Army mail. It's a it's Army mail. No, it it's a re, <laughs> it's called a repeater box, and it's it's a, basically to restock the mail, yeah, you said ma- that. mail carriers yeah. route. Anyway, I just found it interesting. Like, I never knew that before. I even I went through thirty three, what thirty three years of life not knowing what that mailbox meant. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's a little Pretty lesson. Cool. All right, let's talk about the eagle. I forgot the story now. No, you didn't. <laughs> okay, so I wanted mini prints when I ordered the, the bald eagle, American bald eagle. It comes with three be- eagles. Beagles. Beagles. It comes with three eagles, okay? One is just sitting at, with his wings closed in around him, and he would sit like up on high in a perch or in a nest or, or whatever, on the top of a pole or in a tree. The net, the other one uh, has his wings completely spread like he's flying, although he's not really – how do you present that, right? And he uh, – or he's standing on in the perch with his wings completely spread, which is what I may do with that one. Okay. Um, the third one is the one I wanted, okay, the most. It has his wings spread, and I saw it on a picture on their website of him swooping down over the water and like he's catching a fish. His talons, his yellow talons, are going into the wa- are in the water. It's like he's okay. catching a fish. Yeah, he doesn't have talons on the model. On the the, the castings are incredible, it's just like all mini print castings. And by the way, since we're on this subject, before I tell this extremely funny story or extremely <laughs> to me, um. Next week, uh, we have a guest. It will be Bernard um, from Mini Prince, and he's going to be with us. And uh, it's going Bernard to be a great Helen? time. Bernard Helen. We, did he's we have him on already? We did, but we're now this is going to be because no, this is a special this... one. He has now learned how to clone us in the HO scale, and he's going to talk to us all this about it. This is going to be exciting. Next week, it's... and it's, a, it's right before he leaves to go to Springfield for the big show. So, and he'll be up there cloning people. We're going to get the whole story about how he does it, the whole works. I'm also going to talk to him about his, uh, his animals and stuff like we did before, but I'm going to talk to him a little bit about my experiences. And then I want to, I was going to talk tonight about painting figures, but I think to next week will be perfect to be talking about our techniques with him and his techniques. This is going to be figures. And uh, I'll compare my notes and how I do it with how he does it and uh, how some of his, maybe some of the people he sells to does it. Maybe he'll have some tips. We'll find out. And you know what's going to be awesome about it? Go. It's going to be a good show. You know what's yeah. going to be awesome about it? What? It'll be almost two years to the day since we spoke with Bernard last. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah. The last time we had Bernard on was in January of 2021. Yeah. So, that's cool. Two years later, Bernard's have a lot. Of, he ha- obviously, from my, what my dad just said, he's had a lot of, of of advancements in what he can do. Yeah, and I'm sure Bernard has a lot of cool new things that he's doing that he can update us on. So it'll be cool after almost two years to get an update from Bernard and uh, and and yeah. chat with him. And it's awesome. always it's awesome. o- it's cool to just get old, you know longtime guests from awesome. ways back back onto the show. Can I tell my fucking eagle story now? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I feel attacked. Oh, my God. All I was trying to do is say it's been We've almost two. We've already paused the eagle story four times tonight. 
So all I'm trying to say was it's been quite a while since we've had Bernardo yeah, on, and yeah, it's awesome yeah. to have him on again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought that was Jeez. So we got Okay, continue, I, I please, ordered, my highness. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had to l- listen to you tell me how, how the mailboxes work three times. So anyhow. Stop it. <laughs> the um the eagle. I wanted him to swoop down into the water at the base of my at the base of my waterfall in the water where it actually turns into where the white water ends or comes to the base and turns into the river. Okay, and he'll be swooping down to the river, and I want him to snatch a fish out of the water. And you can see those photos of him. Uh, I painted him last night. Um, on. You can see the photos of him on uh, our Facebook and Instagram. Okay, that said, last night I'm watching a hockey game. After the hockey game, I thought I'd come in and uh, dig out the eagle and get him done. Since the waterfall's done now, it's done. Uh, aside from adding some vegetation along the sides and stuff I want to do, but that's going to be easy uh, glue-in-place things, you know? But anyhow, uh, it's... Um, I dig them out of a little plastic box. When they come, they come in these really nice, well-packaged plastic boxes. And there's a reason for that. Is it the, is it, is it the kind you want to save? so damn fragile. Huh? Is it the kind of packaging you want to save? You can save the little plastic boxes in them, yes. Yes, okay. that's a bass. They're wrapped with little tiny bubble wrap inside, oh. and they're really nice. Tell me Anyhow. more. I want to hear more about it. Well, okay. I love it. <laughs> I love the plastic boxes. <laughs> No, no, those little containers are good for other things in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I dug the eagle out that I wanted, and I put him on. I, I, I had to primer him, right? Because he's made of the, you know, the resin casting, so right. I want to primer him. So um, I took a piece of tape, masking tape, rolled it into a loop. It, it's cold outside, but I didn't... <laughs> I didn't inhale the fumes like and inside like Brett was talking about. Not this time, anyways. Don't do it. I Don't do it. Little, I took my little cardboard thing that I spray on, uh, which, are, by the way, when I do spraying, I have these boards. My wife does um, a lot of sewing and clothing making and things like that um, uh, with cloth. Uh, she's a big into seamstress stuff and for as a hobby and a craft. But anyhow... Uh, she sometimes gets cloth on a bolt. No, the bolt is actually a flat piece of cardboard um, in a funky shape. It's got like it's like a cardboard board. It looks like a shelf board, but it's made of cardboard. Okay, some are shorter, some are longer, and this one's maybe a foot, maybe a 18 inches. And um, let's see, it is 22 inches. And I put a piece of rolled a piece of masking tape into a loop, stuck it on there, and then placed him onto that sticky tape very, very gently. You want to handle these mini print things very, very, very gently. They're very delicate, okay? So I don't want them breaking. So, um, and and he's got these very delicate wings and talons and a tail, okay? So I put him on. And I took him outside with a great can of spray, uh, spray paint, spray paint, spray pants. <laughs> and I took him out on my front porch. Okay. Which is, um, has a, a wooden deck rail on it and everything, which is cool. 
And I went out there, and I'm in my slippers and a t-shirt and a pair of sweatpants, right, Brett? Because it's 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> okay? I got to right. work the next morning. So I didn't really think I was going to be up late. I didn't want to be up too late. But I wanted to at least get him primed and let him sit overnight. And then the next day when I got home from work, I could finish him up. Because it, it's tiny. I mean, real tiny. This piece is very tiny. Um, it's smaller than your people figures that you have when you... It's half the size of a human HO scale figure. Okay, at least. You know, so, you know, except for the wingspan. Anyways, I put them on this thing, took them outside on this thing, and I, from about, you know, uh, a f maybe 14 inches, 15 inches away, I started spraying the gray paint real quick just to, just to nail them, you know? Right. And I nailed it a little bit, and then I kind of wanted to get under the wings while he was on there, so I kind of turned it can at an angle, and when I did, whoof! <laughs> he went off of it and landed. I, I couldn't find him. He went off and he went down off the porch. It's about a five foot drop, and down onto the sidewalk. I'm loving this already. The wooden steps. There's the steps. <laughs> and there's like leaves that blew in there the last couple of weeks from the winter up along into the corner. There's these busted up leaves. They're not my leaves. They're my asshole neighbor's leaves who doesn't really clean up his leaves. They don't clean their leaves up. So they end up blowing in my yard after I clean them all up. Everybody's got neighbors like that, right? So um, they're not my leaves. Hey, I want to say maybe, hey, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, like whoa. maybe 20 leaves. I want huh? to def defend myself real, real, real yeah. quick because I feel attacked. Oh, okay. Well, too bad. If you don't clean your leaves up and you're not a good neighbor and they blow in other people's yards, then you're an asshole. Well, so, hear me out. Hear me out. Just what? I don't clean up. I don't clean up all my leaves. Yeah. Um, but then again, I live on a field. Yeah. Well, and that's different. My mine leaves blow into my neighbor's yard, and yeah. in my neighbor's yard, they blow into the ne next yard, and then the next <laughs> yard, they blow into the so next you, field. So your whole neighborhood is a bunch of assholes. But so, they, they all blow into the mountain. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, uh, I want to defend rural living. I had this down there. There's some tan bark that blows up there and everything from the flower beds over on the side. It, it's hard to explain. Next to the porch there, I also have my big garbage cans out that night because I have the garbage coming, right? So I had them sitting there, and I didn't roll them out yet to the road. But um, there's two big plastic ones, a recycle, one's a regular garbage can. And they were right next to the top of my front porch. Okay, so... It blows off from the spray paint, and now I'm panicking, okay? Because I had to get this thing from Canada. It ships down. I know Bernard will help me out. He'd probably send me one if I called him. I don't want to do that. I want to get this damn thing done and put it onto my onto my water. I want, I'm want. i at that point now. I want to do these things, and I want to visualize it, and I want to see it. I don't want to wait another week for this thing to come in the mail from uh, from Ontario. So, right. um. So I'm out, I went in the house real quick, grabbed the flashlight, tried to visualize where I thought maybe it fell. So I'm down there on the sidewalk. First of all, you're walking very gingerly, checking out with a bright flashlight uh, as best I can so I can find myself a starting point to get down on my knees in the cold. It's 28 degrees, and I'm crawling around down there on the ground, on the concrete on my sidewalks with a flashlight looking along the corners and edges around my porch and stuff. It goes just a little bit underneath my porch where the steps are. And there is, uh, the, that's where the leaves were gathered. And I have a, I, I had like rocks and 
tan bark there, and I'm like, oh, shit, and I'm sorting through all this stuff. <laughs> In the middle of it, my my flashlight battery goes down. <laughs> they're, they're dying. It goes dim, you know? And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? It's an LED. It's going to last forever, you think, right? And just, so and just to it's a and just to give everyone perspective, you're trying to find an eagle. Yes. That is about and he's less than one-eighth of an inch. Half the size of my, half the size of my pinky f- fingernail. Okay, maybe, maybe half the size of my... An eighth of an inch. Right. So, and he's gray now. He's not blue anymore. <laughs> he was blue when I before I painted him. If he was blue, I might have found him. Now he's gray. He's blending in with everything. It's winter, right? So, so I go Thank inside. God it wasn't, the, it wasn't in the summer when there's like, weeds and stuff. I get up praying that I'm not going to step on him. He went the other direction. I didn't check out with the flashlight yet. And I'm walking through there thinking, oh, my God, if I stepped on him, he's done. Okay. And and I went in and I got a flashlight. And I I got the same. I opened the flashlight up, put new batteries in, came back out. Took four AAA AAA batteries, by the way. Was it the the little lanterns you have by your your door? No, I got one of those, too. I had one of those things out there, too. (laughs) This is is a little flashlight that's real super bright, like major looms. Like, for a flashlight, it it has, like, 1,200 looms. Lumens. And that's pretty damn... Huh? Lumen. I I just shorten it and call them looms. Okay, cool. Okay, whatever. You can give them the technical term. Lumens. Lumens. So I had 1,200 lumens. And I went out there and I was shining it. And I'm going through every leaf, every tan bark piece, everything. <laughs> I, got, I was picking up stones, things I think I looked through those leaves like three times. I'm freaking out, right? It's a half an hour. Now I'm cold and I'm like, screw this. And I get up and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get a hold of Bernard and I'm going to have him sent. I, by the way, I moved the garbage cans out just so they're out of the way. And then I picked them up and I moved them back. I rolled them back into place where they were. And and I turned the flashlight off and I went to put the brick on top of the garbage can. I have a brick for each one of my garbage can lids because they're on hinges. And when it gets windy, they blow up and they start banging all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's a northeastern right. problem. Right, right. So I went to put the brick back on top of the garbage can lid and there he was sitting on top of the garbage can. <laughs> right there, all... Perfect. Perfect. Perfectly. In pristine condition. Now I'm pissed, right? I'm happy. I'm elated, actually, that I found him. And now I pick him up and I bring him in here and I painted him till 1230 in the morning because now I'm on a mission that he's getting done and I'm never going to mess or screw up with him again. You know, I want him done so I can't break him, lose him or feel bad about this eagle. I want him done and on the on on my artwork. You know, or on my diorama. But yeah, it was one of those nights, you know. I'm shivering and everything else. I was kind of stupid and didn't wear a coat when I went out. You know. Uh, you wear yeah. a coat? So that was my funny story. Huh? You wear a coat? Well, if I go out and it's below, 20, below 30 degrees. I'll tell you right now. And I'm out in the yard sometimes. I didn't wear a coat originally. I was only going to be out there to spray paint and bring them in the house and I'll be done. Right? I didn't think I'd need a coat. So I didn't put one on because I'm panicking about worrying about them. Yeah, I know. You don't wear coats. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh. I'm what? sitting in a basement, cold basement. Yeah. And I'm wearing the Costco uh, fleece coat that you got me like three oh, years I ago. I love them. They're the best things I, I ever. Took mine off. I had to take mine off over here. It's laying here. I had it on tonight, too. They're the best things ever. 
They are awesome. They got the pockets on the side. They're the best things ever. I have three of them now. I, I have three. You got me an Orvis one, yeah. and you got me two other ones that are like yeah. other name, other non-name yeah. brands. But they're right. the best coats I have. Oh, they are. They're awesome. They're like house coats. You just wear them everywhere. I wear them. You know? Yeah, you don't wear them out. And you don't wear them to a nice place. I wouldn't wear them out anywhere. No. <laughs> but like Although I'm... I have worn them to the grocery store real quick to go okay, in and grab well, something. You the know? grocery store is different. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I wouldn't wear it to work. No. Oh, hell but, no. like, in my basement, the, the one you got me th- three or four years ago is, like, a blue flannel. Mm-hmm. It's got a button and a zipper up in the middle. Yeah. That is the best workshop. I'm wearing it right now. It's the best workshop coat you ever got me. Yeah. Yeah. I wear it all the time. They are warm. They are definitely warm. They're the best. Yep. Yep. Anyways. So. Anyways, that's about it, man. I got it. It's about it. We got Bernard next, but yeah, we have Bernard next week, and then we have with Mini Prince, and then we're, you know, and then that's it. I want to kind of go over talking about painting figures and stuff because I'm going to be painting a lot of figures in the next week to get ready for the finish this diorama off. I'm going to have like 15, 20 people on this thing. Right. So, um, and I was going to oh, talk about. Oh, I got tonight. one. Last we have so thing. many stories, and I still haven't talked to you anybody about my creepy doll stuff that I just purchased to uh, go well, along. Well, now with you have to. My... No, we're going to save that. We're going right. to save it. It's ten thirty. I got. I got. Yeah. We're on I, two hours. Now. I got one last thing. On this. I got one last thing. What? Um, on Thingiverse. Yeah. I found. Oh yeah, yeah. Those street lamps. A... Yeah. How's that going? So I will say the first set that I printed, mm-hmm. ultimate failure. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Okay. Well, I will say it's a fifty percent failure. The the posts on the street lamps printed perfectly. Yeah. But the arms that that go out the decorative arm. Yeah. That goes out the side. We're doing some really old fashioned style. So street lamps. We're gonna for all of our city. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. I'm three printing a whole bunch of. Um, Decorative, the old gas lamp style. Yeah, po- yeah. Uh, lamp light lamp posts that go out. Yeah, the, the beautiful green ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the first round of printing. Remember, was it Saturday when I dropped the girls off for you to watch them. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm printing. I'm I'm printing some those lamps you sent me. Yeah, you told me. Or the, 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 I'm printing the lamps you asked me to to build, or to print. Right. Uh, well, that first batch, when we were out that night, when I was gone and they were printing, uh, the posts, the post from the ground to the top of the post part, yeah, printed beautifully, but uh-huh. the the decorative arm that goes up the right and left, yeah, my supports. If anyone's in the three D printing, you'll know what I'm talking about. The supports didn't quite match up correctly, and they, they that that's where it got to. So the 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 lamp the lamp post is beautiful. It's got the right. the base is beautiful all the way <coughs> all the way to the the to the decorative top is beautiful. Yeah. But the arms go out the side to hold the the lamp. Yeah. Well, they're just non-existent. <laughs> so <laughs> so I had to Sunday night. I had to retool what I was working on, and I printed a second set. Mm-hmm. Um, once I redid the supports and those ones are, those ones turned out awesome. Now oh, okay, cool. the problem was I had to print them in, in two parts. So it's a, you have to glue them together with some CA glue, but okay. that's not a big deal. Um, so I did get some, uh, 
double what do you mean two parts. What, what's the first part? Well, like a left and a right. I have to plan. Oh, I, you have to, oh, okay. You have to almost think of it like a, a DPM or a uh, Bachman Spectrum. Um, the remember, you know, those really nice Bachman Bachman Spectrum kits where you have to kind of glue the two parts together to make a full piece. Yeah. You you all just have to glue them together. To okay. make two parts make one full lamp set. Right. So I, the second time I did it, I redid the supports and they printed beautifully. Um, they're just cut in half vertically, mm-hmm. vertically. So you'll, you'll just have to glue the lampposts together. But either way, I got some double lampposts printed that looked awesome. So I'm going to do a second set and a third set. And then by the time I do, I'm done with the third set here, probably by tomorrow night. Cause I'm actually, while we're, while we're recording, I'm printing one right now. Um, you'll have about 28 lampposts ready to go. Oh, wow. 20, I won't even need that many. I need like maybe eight of them. You'll have ten. enough. Well, no, but we'll put them throughout the rest of the city. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. And then what the cool thing is the file that the 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 creator or the maker of that thing on Thingiverse made a single and a double lamppost set. Nice. So we'll have ones that are double and then we'll have ones that are single with a single arm coming off the left or the right that are for a a single lamp setup. Nice. Um and by probably by well by the end of tomorrow night if this the first set I did didn't go well. The second set printed well. Um, the third set I'm printing right now as we're recording. That'll be done by early morning tomorrow, but I'll wake up. They'll be done by the time I wake up. Um, cool. And then I'll, I'll start another set. And by that time, you'll have about 28 or 24 to 28, 24 to 28 um, double lampposts. Nice. And then the, the single lamppost side... Um, they'll be a little quicker to print, but probably by the end of the weekend, we'll have about 36 to 48 lampposts to oh, put together and paint and glue and put yeah. down within the city. So oh, nice. I'm excited nice. for that. But thanks to Thingiverse and whoever that was that created that, I appreciate it. And uh, if you're into 3D printing, that is a uh, awesome resource to go to to find some some parts. Now, they were, they were originally in G-scale, so I had to scale them down, but once they printed, they were fine. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm awesome. excited. Well, I'll uh, I'll drop them off next time I see you. Probably Monday, Martin Luther King Day. That's right. Yeah, I'll see you there. All righty. Sounds good. We we'll got some wrap here, and we'll post this on Friday night. Sounds All right. good. Well, I will see you later, and uh, thanks for listening in, and uh, catch you later, freaks. Peace out.